Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And good day to you, my friends. This is Brad Zockel, and you're listening to the podcast that is titled Questions About Heaven. I thank you so much, and I am talking to you from the barn studio here in Upcountry, South Carolina. I appreciate so very, very much the chance for us to be able to get together and talk about the things of heaven. We have talked about a number of subjects about heaven, haven't we? Through this time, we've talked about the condition of the resurrected body of the believer. Uh, Will we recognize our family, our loved ones who are also believers in heaven? Uh, Will we eat in heaven? Uh, Will there be angels walking alongside us? Will we walk with God on the new earth? And uh, what is Revelation 22 talking about trees that bear fruit? All of these different questions we've talked about. And along with that, I felt very strongly that we should talk about Revelation, which seems so intimidating to people that they won't even venture to read into it. So we've gone verse by verse in podcasts. So as you travel or as you work and you've got, uh, as you're doing your exercise walking, you can listen in and you can see in your mind's eye these truths coming out in the book of Revelation. We've worked our way all the way into, we are uh, now moving into the middle section of Revelation chapter 16. On this podcast, it is the judgments. This chapter Revelation chapter 16 is titled, you could title this, The Seven Bowls of God's Wrath. You can go to my earlier podcast and get more detail, but this is the the final grouping of judgments against the wrath, the rebellious on earth. The first one was the sealed judgments, and that was the introduction of the chaos that comes when God is now showing his displeasure and allowing man to go under his own devices and be allowed Uh, allowing a deception which would come through the devices of the enemy known as the Antichrist, the beast it's referred to in Revelation 13. We see that. Then the trumpet judgments are kind of partial judgments. They come and it's kind of like they strike and then you think, well, there's a chance to get out of this. You can repent. And people wouldn't. So now we go into the heavily punitive judgments of the bowl judgments. Now think of these bowls as flat saucers. And so they're not poured out slowly. These will come very, very quickly. Rapid fire judgments coming uh, very much uh, more quickly than the other judgments. I'm going to start reading. As a matter of fact, I'll do this. I'll just read the chapter all the way down to our next section again, and then we'll go to the next part here. So once again, Revelation chapter 16, verse 1. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple saying to the seven angels, Go pour out the seven bowls of God's wrath on the earth. The first angel went out and poured out his bowl on the land, and ugly, festering sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. Isn't that interesting? They went and put that mark on, as we see in Revelation chapter 6, identifying themselves to have earthly peace and to have comfort and things, and fulfill their flesh. And now that's the mark that will be on judgment against them. Verse 3, the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it turned into the blood like that of a dead person, and every living thing in the sea died. This gives us the reminder of Exodus chapter 7 on Egypt, and when the sea life died, and then Revelation chapter 8, 
when a third of the sea life died and such on the pestilence that happened there. Uh, the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers and springs of water, and they became blood. Then I heard the angel in charge of the waters say, You are just in these judgments, O holy one, you who are and who were. For they have shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets, and you have given them blood to drink as they deserve. We, we, we see this so many times that vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and indeed that happens here. So now I go to verse 7, and here's what happens. There's a response to this call. Lord, you're righteous. You own time. You are. You, are, you were. You are here, and you were in the past. You are to be. This is talking about the ownership of time. We've talked about this. The God of eternity, Isaiah 57, 15. He inhabits eternity. He is the head of all time. As a matter of fact, Psalm 90, His one of the names of God is El Olam, O-L-A-M, the everlasting God. So what is said here is, they have shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets. You've given them blood to drink for that because he is going to literally have the fulfillment of Isaiah 49, 26. I will feed those who oppress you with their own flesh, and they shall be drunk with their own blood as with sweet wine. All flesh shall know that I, Yahweh, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Isaiah 49, 26 is being fulfilled here because for worthy they are, it literally says. They have brought this upon themselves. This is coming. They're what some people would say they're just desserts. Now we see verse 7. I heard another voice from the altar. So this could be when we go back to Revelation chapter 8, the prayers, uh, the prayers on the altar. Another angel came, verse eight, uh, chapter 8, verses 3 and 4. Another angel came out and stood at the altar holding a golden censer, and much incense was given to him so that he might add it to the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar which was before the throne. And then that was being thrown down. What was it? The incense represented the prayers of the saints for vengeance for all these years. You see that. And the martyrs of Revelation chapter 6, they were calling out too, when will your justice happen? And this one, no doubt was an angel that is agreement with this, saying, these ones on earth who are rebelling, these ones who are persecuting and killing, they will have vengeance on them. And so this very well could be the angel at the altar in Revelation chapter 6, you see the martyrs, the, the martyrs are crying out from underneath that altar, Lord, when will vengeance come? They are the ones who suffered, and we see this. They are saying, will this happen? And he says, yes. We see the word almighty here. Pantocrator is the word here. And as I talked with you earlier, when we see this in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8, as I told you, some Bible scholars say this could literally put in, be put into a description as the one, Pantocrator in calling him almighty, the one who can move history. If you want to make it even more stretched out, the one who can move time with his hand. So he's doing this. He's doing this as we see this. This is the same reference, the same word, Pantocrator, the one who can move all, move time, move history. And, and uh, this was used in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8. True and righteous are your judgments, it says here. God's righteous judgment is seeing this 
And we are seeing him all through the scriptures using judgment against Egypt, Moses, Abraham, against Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, we see the judgment of God against those in rebellious all the way through the scriptures, and it is brought over here too. What happens because of this? God's, uh, we are reminded, this is the reason, some, this is not some angels in rebellion or angels wanting to have a little bit of a vengeance on their own and see what they can do. They can't make these judgments outside of God's approval. So this is what it's saying. God, the glory, and also the fear, the wrath, and the righteousness is all pointing towards you. Verse 8, the fourth angel pours out his bowl on the sun. And the sun was allowed to scorch people with fire. Anytime we see fire in the Bible, the symbolism is holy judgment. So this is what's happening. They were seared by the intense heat and they cursed the name of God who had controlled over these plagues. They refused to repent and glorify them, glorify the Lord. Now we see this. The trumpet judgments had something similar. The third of the sun was struck though. All right. We see a reference to threes again. And that means it wasn't complete. Third, Revelation chapter 8 and verse 12 tells us that. But you see then, this one here in this concentrates on the sun. The fourth trumpet also talked about moon and stars, but this one is concentrating on the sun here. And during this, we see that the result is they're going to be burned, scorched. When you think back, it talks about when the parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13 it talks about those, the sun scorches plants. The same word is used here in here. It's an intense, intense heat. The judgment, again, when we're thinking of fire, it represents holy judgments here. John sees coming out these ones that we see are going to be under the judgment. We do know that those that are in the tri Great Tribulation, in Revelation chapter 7, as the missionaries have gone out, and brought these uh, th that have made a decision for the Lord, it says something very, very powerful in reference to this. They shall neither hunger anymore nor thirst. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. This could very well mean that those who have made a decision for the Lord do not uh, are not affected by this. They're given a special um, uh, careful uh, covering, just as the Israelites back in Egypt were kept from that miserable darkness in that judgment here. These ones are also protected for that. Now, what we see here is very curious because we think of Egypt and they worship the sun god. Well, this is giving you the idea that uh, the sun, here it says, the sun was allowed to scorch. They were scorched with this because the sun was allowed to. God is over the sun, the moon, the stars, the universe, the people, the animals, time, weather, God is in charge of all, over all, and in here. He uses this as other things in judgment against rebellious man at times, and it happens right here. Well, there's more that I want to say, but I will finish up this podcast here. I want to thank you so much for following and learning about these things as we talk about these very serious judgments. We talk about the seriousness of this, and it seems scary. But remember, as you have made a commitment to follow Christ, then you are saved from this. The Bible tells us that you shall be saved from wrath. 
Romans chapter 5 and verse 9, and Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. The Christian is told that there is no condemnation to those who are in Jesus Christ. The promise for the believer, if you have not made a decision for the Lord Jesus Christ to take over your life, to follow him, then I pray that you do. And any of these judgments will never have anything to do with the believer. We are protected. We are taken from the hour of trial which comes across the whole earth, as it says in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 10. Thank you so much for following me. This is Brad Zockel. We'll talk some more in Revelation tomorrow. Thank you for following our podcast. God bless you, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's xulon.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.